0: Well, good morning and welcome once again to the Mission Viejo Church of Christ, and I want to wish you a very Merry Christmas. I hope you all had a wonderful day yesterday, and uh, for some of us, an exhausting day uh, yesterday with cooking and cleaning and and all that kind of fun stuff that goes along with it. But uh, I hope you all had a very wonderful Christmas, and I hope that you took some time yesterday to remember the reason That we celebrate Christmas. See, as Christians, our main focus, of course, is on the death, the burial, and the resurrection of Jesus. And of course, that is our focus, and I'm not arguing that at all. But in order for those things to transpire, he had to be born, which is why, as Christians, we do celebrate Christmas, because it is a piece of the story, it is a piece of the puzzle. But today, we're going to continue and kind of wrap up this series that we've been talking about called The Promise. And we are going to be looking at a little bit of the Christmas story. But what I really want to focus on this morning is Jesus, the light of the world. Now, if you were paying attention to the words that we sang just a few minutes ago, we sang about shine on me and that's what we're going to look at today is how not only does the light of Jesus shine on us, but how the, we then in turn shine that on others. So I'm so glad that you all decided to join us here this morning. I know there's a lot of us that are traveling, a lot of crazy things going on, um, but it is great to have some of our church family back this morning. Uh, I saw Danny Uscanga, who is probably over in uh, the fellowship hall with the Spanish congregation. Uh, We have Ryder back with us this morning. We have Bryce back with us this morning, uh, some of our military folks. So it is just great to have all of you here. And I know a lot of you have brought family with you this morning. So it is great as we celebrate Christmas and we celebrate this coming together in the gathering of families. It's great to be here on a Sunday morning with our church family. Now, as you probably noticed, I'm up here a lot earlier than normal, and that's because we are doing a special family worship this morning. So A, that means less of me. Uh, and more singing. Yes, thank you. And B, that means that we're going to kind of change things up from the way we normally do things. So instead of me getting up here and just droning on for a half an hour, um, we're actually going to break things up a little bit. And I'm going to give you a little, piece of our, a little piece of our sermon this morning, and then we're going to take a break and sing a song, and then another piece, and then another song. And then at the end of the sermon, so that you all have something to look forward to and something to stay awake for, uh, we are going to invite our children up to sing some songs at the end of the service today, which is something that we've done here for a very long time. at the Mission Viejo Church of Christ. So that being said, let's go ahead and jump in. So we've been working through this series called The Promise, where we looked at these four things that you see behind me. We looked at how Jesus brought hope, and we looked at how Jesus brought peace, and how Jesus brings joy, and this story of love that we've been talking about. So here's what we want to focus on here this morning, and here's what I want you to think about as we unpack our sermon this morning, and that's that God stayed true to his promise by sending Jesus at Christmas time. And we need to receive this good news with great joy. See, this, this sending of Jesus, this gift that we were given is the greatest gift we could have ever been given. Now, I know some of you got some really cool things yesterday. I know somebody here got a PS5, not to mention any names. And I know some of you got cowboy boots. And some of you got all kinds of just really cool presents. I even heard that somebody got rocks. Long story. But my point is this. We all got some really cool things yesterday. But that's just it. They're just things. And as cool as those gifts are, and as much as we love and we cherish those gifts, the gift that God gave us in Jesus far surpasses anything that anyone got yesterday. And that includes a new car. I want you to feel today that God loves you enough that he's gone to great lengths to rescue you and to rescue me. And that's all about that gift that we've been given, that amazing gift that God gave to us. And we'll focus on that a little bit later on as we have our communion service. But I want you to think this morning, I want you to think about some of your family traditions. And I want you to think about some of the things that lead up to Christmas time. Now, maybe you have an Advent calendar at home where, you you know, you kind of open the little window each day and you get a candy or a piece of chocolate or some kind of a little prize. Or, or maybe you have, you know, one of those big calendars on the wall where you move the little Christmas tree, right, each day as you get closer and closer to Christmas, or like I know my son he did a he did a paper chain you know so each day he got to rip off a piece of paper and how many more sleeps until Christmas and I think back to when I was a kid and I, and I think back to to Christmas time and how awesome Christmas was and how I just couldn't wait for it to get here and you know you kind of get through Thanksgiving and you're just counting down the days and the hours until Christmas time arrives and for me when I was growing up my grandparents lived in Tennessee so I would always know when grandma and grandpa were leaving Tennessee and I just couldn't wait for them to get here. And I would literally sit by the window because, you know, back then we didn't have iPhones and we couldn't really track where people were or what time they were going to get here. And we didn't know what traffic was going to look like. So I would sit in the window and I would open the front door, right? And you had the storm door in front of it that would be all fogged up because, you know, it was winter in Illinois and it was cold. And I remember my dad always telling me, shut the door, you're letting all the heat out. But I was just so excited that I couldn't wait to see my grandparents, who I hadn't seen in a while. And I knew they were going to bring me Christmas presents. But I want you to think about the anticipation that you have for big events. Whether it's Christmas, whether it's graduation, whether it's your wedding day, maybe it's your birthday. I want you to think about that feeling that you have. That anticipation feeling. The way that Bryce's parents felt when they knew Bryce was coming home. The way we know Kennedy was feeling when we knew Ryder was coming back for the holidays. That anticipation, right, is almost overwhelming sometimes. But anticipation, that nervous energy, can also be a really good thing. Because, see, as we celebrate the Christmas season, we also anticipate the day that Jesus Christ will return and set things right. And, see, we as Christians... We should be anticipating that day more so than we anticipate our birthdays and Christmas and all these wonderful things that we get to do and that we get to celebrate. Christ's returning is going to surpass each and every one of those things. So even though at Christmas time we're celebrating, right, the birth of Jesus, we also are looking forward in anticipation to the day that Jesus is going to come back. He's going to reestablish his kingdom. He's going to take away all of the pain and all of the sorrows and all of the fears and all of the tears. And if that's not something to look forward to, if that's not something to live in anticipation of, then I don't know what is. See, Christmas is worth waiting for. It's a great day of family and friends, but the coming of Jesus is even more so worth waiting for. I want you to jump back with me to Isaiah chapter 9 verse 2 as we're talking about this promise that God made to us. Isaiah 9 2 says, the people walking in darkness have seen a great light on those living in the land of deep darkness as light has dawned. And this, again, is Isaiah, and Isaiah is a book of prophecy, and he's, he's prophesying about this day when a light is going to come into a dark world. See, you got to remember that at this time and at this place that we're talking about, it was a dark time. Pe- people had turned away from God. People were doing unspeakable things. And they had just kind of lost their way and lost their faith. And that's why I love this idea of the light, the light of the world, the light in the darkness. Because see, people were living in darkness and God knew he had to do something. See, God knew he had to make a change. He had to fix what had happened in creation. And that's where we see this amazing gift that we were given, that gift of Jesus Christ. I want you to turn over, if you would, with me to John chapter 1. And that's where we're going to pick up for today is John chapter one. And let's pick up John's account here. It says, the true light that gives light to everyone was coming into the world. Now, of course, he's talking about Jesus. See, this light brought joy to a world that was miserable. The light brought love to the human race that had forgotten about God. See, remember, God knew he had to do something. God knew that he had to take action. Because he loves you and me enough that he couldn't let us continue to go down the path that the world was headed for. He knew he needed to send a gift. See, Jesus came into the world as the light of the world. And when you think about this concept of light, and you think of this concept of a flashlight, or you think of this concept of a lighthouse, it does a couple of different things. I want to use the example of a flashlight in the dark. See, not only can you use that flashlight to light up yourself, but you can use it to light up the whole room. You can use it to light up the darkest corners of the room. And that's exactly what Jesus Christ does. See, he's this beacon of light that shines light on himself and also onto us. See, he lights up those dark places. He lights up those places in our lives where we need Jesus. And he shows us through the light. We sang earlier about shining the light. And Gary Gary read earlier for us about how important the light is and not to hide that light. And that's exactly what we're looking at here this morning. See, we see Christmas lights all the time. And I'm going to be honest with you. Christmas lights is probably my favorite part about the actual Christmas tradition, the Christmas season. We drove around last night and just looked at Christmas lights. But I want to encourage you to do this. Think about what those lights represent. Those lights represent Jesus. See, he's the light of the world. And that's where this tradition comes from, of putting up lights. And I want you to think about that as we finish our Christmas season and as we start our Christmas season next year, that when you see those lights, don't just think, wow, that's, those are beautiful lights. Or like me, think, wow, that guy's got a really high electric bill, right? But I want you to think about what those lights represent. See, those lights represent Jesus and the light that shines because of him and the gift that we have been given. Verse 10 says, he was in the world. And though the world was made through him, the world did not recognize him. Says, he came to that which was his own, but his own did not receive him. See, Jesus came into this world that God created. Jesus came into this world, but the problem was he didn't come in the way that they expected him to come. See, this picture on the right is, is, you know, we didn't have iPhones, so this isn't an actual picture, of course, but this rendering on the right is probably about how Jesus came into the world. He's literally in a stable. And for those of you like me that grew up in farm country, you know what that smells like, and you'll never forget that smell. But this is how Jesus came into the world. He didn't come in with pomp and circumstance. He didn't come in with the finest of accommodations. See, what people expected was the, people, the picture on the left. People expected God to send this mighty warrior who was going to slay the enemies. But what he sent was the baby on the right. See, Jesus didn't come into this world in the way that people expected Jesus to come into the world. They said, there's no way that our Lord and Savior is that kid over there crying in the hay surrounded by cows and sheep and camels. And that's why John says, we just read, right, that he came into a world that he helped to create and didn't, they didn't even recognize him. And see, that's what we're talking about here today. A world that doesn't recognize Jesus. Now, it's funny, is even people who don't, will tell you they don't believe in Jesus and they don't believe in the Bible, they still use a calendar. Right? We all, as a society, go by the calendar. Well, that calendar is based on the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. It's based on that. See, the world didn't recognize Jesus when he came in because he didn't come in the way that people expected him to. And still today... People don't recognize Jesus because he doesn't do things in the way people expect him to. Because, see, when we don't get our way, when things don't go exactly the way we wanted it to, we say, where's Jesus? Jesus isn't there. And that's exactly what John is talking about. Let's go ahead and continue with the text. We're going to jump down to uh, verse 32. It says, he will be great and he will be called the son of the most high. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father, David. We're going to stop right there. I don't want to think, I want you to think about this idea. We're going to think about this idea of how Jesus came to earth in a very unexpected manner. He came to earth in a way that people didn't even recognize who he was. We're going to stop there and we're going to sing another song. Noel, Noel, Noel,
1: Noel. Is
0: King of Israel. So as we think back to that night that Jesus was born and we, we sing these songs, it really just brings home what we just read, and I apologize, that was Luke chapter 132 and that last verse that we just read, where, where Luke is telling us that this baby that's going to be born in a manger is going to be the king one day. He's going to be the king. And see, people miss that. So what I want to encourage us this morning is not to miss the gift that God is giving us. See, there's a funny thing about gifts. it Takes two parties, Right? you got the one who gives the gift, and you've got the one who receives the gift. And if any of you ever went to um, hide your Christmas presents, and you hit it so well you forgot to give it to someone? It's okay, you can be honest this morning. We've all done it, right? We've all put something in that very special place because, hey, I don't want them to find this, so I'm going to put it here. And then like two, two years later, you find it, and you're like, oh, <laughs> cool. See, we've got to receive the gift. God has already given us the gift, right? God has provided a way for you and I to spend eternity with him in the most amazing place that you can imagine. But you have to receive it. You have to agree to it. You have to accept it. You know, sometimes when people give us gifts, we say things like, oh, no, that's, that's too much. I couldn't possibly accept that. that that's, you, you, you just did too much. I, I don't need any gifts. Well Sometimes we say that to God. Sometimes we tell God, oh no, I don't need that. I'm good on my own. I don't need Jesus. I don't need the church. I'm good. See, God gave us the most amazing gift we could ever receive. And He didn't do it because we deserved it, because we certainly did not. He did it because He loves us so much. But we've got to receive that gift. We have to say, yes, God, I want that gift that you're giving me. I want that gift that you're offering me. Because if we don't receive it, then it makes everything that he has done for us. It makes the fact that he sent his son to die for us all for naught. We have to accept that gift. Let's go ahead and pick up in our text back in John chapter 1 now. John chapter 1 and verse 12 says, Yet all who did receive him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. See, this gift is so incredible, it not only changes who we are, it changes our title. Because we go from being lost to being a child of God. See, we're adopted into the family of God when we accept the gift that is Jesus Christ. And that's exactly what John is telling us. It says, children born not of natural descent, nor of human decision or a husband's will, but born to God. I like this verse because John is kind of clarifying. Look, let's just make sure we're all on the same page here. We're talking about you become a child of God. That's pretty amazing. That's a pretty incredible gift that you can go from being lost in this world to a child of God by simply accepting the gift that came in the form of Jesus Christ. Let's look at verse 14. It says, The word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only Son, who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. He became flesh. And came down to earth. He didn't have to do that. But he knew that that gift was necessary. For you and for me. As we think about this idea of gifts. And and some of us did Christmas yesterday. And I talked to a few people this morning doing Christmas today. Maybe you're even doing Christmas later on this week. As you're giving and receiving these gifts, which is symbolic of the gift that God gave for us, I I want you to just stop and think. I want you to stop and think. Because, see, when you give a gift, you make a sacrifice, right? You make a sacrifice maybe of time to go out and shop for that gift. You make a sacrifice of money to purchase that gift. You make a sacrifice of time then when you go to wrap the gift. Or if you're like me, you just put it in a shopping bag because that's way easier. But but we give and we receive these gifts. And I want you to think about how it feels to give the gift. And we looked at that a couple weeks ago. When we looked at how excited God was to tell us that he was going to send us his son. And then I want you to think about what it feels like to receive that gift. Because that's exactly how we should feel about the gifts that were given by God. Let's sing another song. song. as we get ready to unpack part three of this morning's lesson, and we're talking about this idea of how Jesus came into the world to be our light. And we're talking about this idea of how that light fills us up. I want to take just a few minutes to talk about how then we turn around and share that with others. I want to talk about how we don't want to, as Gary mentioned earlier, hide that light like a city on a hill. And I love that idea. See, we've been given this amazing gift And and when we've been given a gift, right, what's the first thing that we want to do? We want to tell everybody about it, right? Hey, guess what I got? We want to take pictures of it and post it on social media. Look what I got. But we don't do the same thing with the amazing gift, the most amazing gift that we could have ever been given. Because, see, he fills us up with that light so that we can then shine that light and share that light with others. I have a video I want you to watch. Okay, so the video is not working. So anyway, so it's a video that some of you may have actually seen in the past. And, and basically, it, it's, an, it's a little kid dressed up as an elf. And he runs up to this door and they catch it on the ring doorbell camera, which you got to love ring doorbells just for this reason, right? So they catch this little kid dressed up as an elf and he runs up and, and he drops something on the porch. And he says, thank you for your lights. We really love them. And he runs off. The backstory, of course, to the story is that this is an older lady who has been dealing with some health problems. And she's been, been dealing with a lot of just negative things happening in her life. But yet she still wanted to decorate her house for Christmas so that she could bless others in her neighborhood. She didn't let her circumstances, she didn't let the bad things happen in her life to stop her from trying to share the light and the joy with others. And that's what this this video was all about, is is the video is all about, hey, people noticed, right? People noticed. The kid came and brought her a thank you card that said, thank you so much for sharing your beautiful light with our neighborhood. And that really hits home to me. Because, see, we've been given a beautiful light that we can share with others. And we have an opportunity to share that with our neighborhood. But unfortunately, of course, it's going to play on my computer. Unfortunately, we don't always tend to share that with others. Because, see, we let the things that are going on in our lives stop us from sharing the light of Jesus with other people. See, we let the bad things that happen to us, because remember, as Christians, we're not promised an easy life. But we're promised a life that's worth it. And we let that stop us from sharing that joy with others. See, we've got to let the light of Jesus shine into our lives. See, we've got to accept that gift. We've got to say, yes, Jesus, I want you to be the Lord of my life. And then we got to take that energy, we got to take that power, and we got to share it with everyone else. Because, see, that gift that we're given, and that opportunity that we have to share in eternity with our Lord and Savior, is way better than any other gift we could ever receive. So shouldn't we treat that the same way we do as these other gifts that we get? Shouldn't we want to tell everybody about this amazing gift that we've been given in Jesus Christ? take that light, accept that light, let that light fill you up, and then take that light and give it to others. If we we could black out the curtains in here, I really wanted to bring some candles in. And, and, And so we could literally share that light with one another. But I want you to think of that visual. If you all had a candle and one person had a flame... Think about what happens when one person shares that with the next, who shares it with the next, who shares it with the next. Well, guess what? That's God's design for the church. Is you could be that spark. You could be that spark that lights the fire in someone else. You could be that spark that lights the way for someone else through your actions, through your words, through your behavior. You have an opportunity to be a light. In this world but you have to choose to make that decision so I want to encourage you as we wrap up this holiday season as we start thinking about New year's right believe it or not New year's right around the corner as we start thinking about New Year's and as we, uh, we have this right like this tradition right where we, we make these resolutions that usually last about three weeks right I'm gonna go to the gym every day next year I'm gonna eat more vegetables. And that usually, you know, goes strong for about a couple of weeks and then we "Ah," we kind of tail off on those. As you think about how you want to be different in 2022 than you were in 2021, I want you to think of this concept of the light. I want you to think of ways that you can be a light in the darkness to someone who needs it. And maybe it's as simple as giving an encouraging word to a friend or a loved one or a coworker, Or maybe it's inviting them to church. Or maybe it's having a Bible study with them. Find a way to be the light in this dark world. Because we know that the world is dark. If you don't believe me, just sit down and watch the news. We live in a dark world. There's a lot of just crazy, unimaginable things going on in this world. But you have a chance to be the light of the world. And I want to encourage you to embrace that. And I want you to spend this next week thinking about what are ways that I can be the light in 2022. And I want you to pray for God to open those doors for you. And I want you to pray that God will give you the courage to be the light of the world. In just a moment, I'm going to ask Brandon to come up and he's going to lead us in a song of invitation. And the song of invitation is a time of reflection. It's a time for you to think about where you're at in your walk with Jesus. And maybe you've never accepted the gift that God is giving you. Maybe you've never accepted the gift of Jesus and been baptized for the remission of your sins and received the Holy Spirit. You have an opportunity to do that this morning. Or maybe you've received that gift, and as we often do sometimes, you decided to return it. Right? Sometimes we get gifts and we're like, that's not exactly what I wanted. So I think I'll just take that back and I'll get something different. And see, we've rejected that gift from God and said, no, I want to do my own thing. I want something else. I want to encourage you this morning to come forward and you can talk to myself. You can talk to our elders. We would love to talk with you and pray with you so that you can start 2022 in a right relationship with Jesus Christ. I want to encourage you to come forward as we stand together and as we sing. The herald angels sing in Genesis, glory.